Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal... husband got the worst car this week (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much i hate it so much it's a cool car it does look cool it does it's a it's just it's an environmental crime right (laughs) (laughs) well it's better than the tank he wanted to get that's That's a bigger environmental crime that's very true so environmental my husband got a dodge challenger which is what you would get if a 14 year old designed a car <laughs> i mean that does sound like frank's dream car when yeah, you put it that it way yeah it's, true. it's, true. it's big and macho and it drives like a whale it has all kinds of vehicle like tilt it's fat and it's like very unresponsive but it does go in a straight line really fast with the 300 horsepower engine. Oh my God. <laughs> and it gets like one, oh. one mile a gallon, I do believe. Oh. <laughs> I mean, do the math. I mean, really, how much? How oh. many more miles do you really need to get out of that gallon when you think about it? No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I, what was so frustrating for me is I went into an interview about how I'm really committed to climate change. <laughs> oh no. As like your car. And uh, then Frank oh, is picking me up in his Dodge Challenger. Oh, I and love it. Like, Did he peel oh, out no. after? But Frank Wu does not speak for the Briata Wu 2018 oh, campaign. No. It's true. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I was it. trying to talk to him. I'm like, Frank, don't you understand? This car is like terrible. It's war on the planet. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I still want to. Uh, cry havoc. Oh, no. the, or I guess the Dodge I'm of War. I'm sorry. I got to say it. Dodge uh, of War. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are married. It's okay. Yeah. You know, like being married is letting your spouse make bad decisions. Yes. <laughs> That's, yes, that's true. the trick that's of being true. married is just let them. Yeah. Maureen, Maureen, let me buy an Accord, despite the fact that it's possible to fall asleep while driving it because it's so boring. So, you know, right. I, I actually almost bought an H3. So, oh, my God. Talk about bad decisions. Dow. An Dow. H3? Yeah. What is this? The, the, the Hummer. 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 What? Yeah, the worst <laughs> car known to any. Yeah. Dow. <laughs> Why? No, why? And they stopped making those before Mad Max came out, so you can't even use, like, wanting to cosplay as the Mad Max women as an excuse for that. Why? Why? Right, right. I like big, beefy kind of cars, and that was, like, my thing. And then I drove one, and then we brought it to, which was an unpleasant experience, and then we um, brought it to um, the, uh, someone to to check over all of it, and they're, like, very quietly when the guy's like, don't this car train wreck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I guess oh, that okay. was nothing. Right. So, but yeah, my husband was actually going to let me do that by like make a really horrible decision, just you know. No, then I, he's like, okay, I have a theory about this, Georgia. So, you are, I do believe, four feet shorter than I am, and I've noticed that women that are they're sh- on the shorter end of things, they like big cars, like they like the feeling of mass <laughs> and like. 
Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's George Dow. I'm going to run you over. Whereas for me, my body <laughs> is like tiny. And it's a miracle that I fit it. In fact, like I'm having to buy like a, a modified steering wheel that like has the bottom of it flattened <laughs> just so I can like get my knees into the car. Oh, my goodness. Because I want to be small and efficient. So that's my theory about that. It, you, you very, it very well could be a very true story. Okay. Okay. I, I think you just might be right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was a Canadian thing because you've got all that snow and I've heard, I know, I, I don't think you're in Winnipeg, but I've heard some interesting things about Winnipeg and how people basically just don't go anywhere because they can't because of all of the snow. So I thought, oh, I guess that makes sense to get, have a gigantic car so you can drive over the snow or through it. But Speaking of snow, I would be lying if I said that's why. Speaking <laughs> of snow, you've got to let me know. Okay, lay it on me. Tell me everything. I never listened to our show. What happened last week with the Frozen <laughs> Challenge? Who won? So Who it won? turns out that Micah's, Micah is freaked out by LCD faces. What? Yeah, and also oh. the animatronic bodies. Those that I didn't oh. realize that it was animatronic, and that's friggin' terrifying. But uh, I, so what we had was um, a judge who was not interested in hurting anyone's feelings, and a uh, a, a host who is trying to uh, get a ruling. And I'm not sure that any of that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's true. I don't know what I know is that, uh, Brie, you are – it's okay for you to like the things that you like. And what did we say <laughs> about Steve? Steve – well, um, I have the worst taste on the planet, so that that goes without saying. Steve, so there yeah, you go. Steve has the worst taste on the planet. However, Steve then started to no. to try and like bury the the story. He started talking about some other Disney rides instead of Frozen, oh, and then it just ended yeah, up in yeah. It was yeah. it was some sneaky stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, ultimately, I really don't know what happened, but. Um, Frozen creeps I me out. I think everyone won in the end. <laughs> I, think, I think it was like one of these strange things where everyone won, and that means that like none of us. Which won. means I, usually means that I lost is usually what that means. <laughs> How could you That's not true. think that was magical? It was like maybe it's because you're watching on video, but it was like my BFF Elsa was right there with me, and I was in a canoe. My BFF Elsa, <laughs> right? It was amazing. How yeah, can, and then I fall out of the canoe, and then she freezes my body and drains my body of blood so she can what? stay alive. What, what movie are you even Whoa. I'm not that bad. What movie are Whoa. you watching? Frozen. No, that's not Frozen. That's like Saw. Do you want to kill a snowman? Isn't that what it is? No. No, no, nobody kills Olaf. Come on. You, what are, oh my I god, you Olaf. monster. I would kill Olaf. I hate Hot Olaf. Hot take. Killing Olaf. Um, no, I, I te- well, no, I don't tease. I really do. I, I have this thing about robots and being sort of human-like and I really, really, really hate them with all of my heart. And so the, when I found out that, or whenever Steve was like, no, no, those really are like animatronic, that, that stuff freaks me out. It, I just, I get this, this cold tingle on the back of my neck and I don't care if it has the face of a dog, if it's moving like that and it's not human, it's terrifying to me. So I, the, there's no convincing me 
that that looked magical because to me it looked like the scariest place and was probably my own personal hell. But I could understand why someone else might find it magical. And uh, again, that's where I think we ended up. Um, Steve, what was the but what was the ride that you said is way better and is so great? And da 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 da. Because I'm curious to hear what Bree thinks about. Well, said no, ride. we we already talked about Soren, and we don't need to talk about Soren oh, again. Oh, Soren, that's yeah. right. But also, I would also put Test Track on that list. So. But Wait, as far as good or bad? As good is amazing. Uh-oh. I wouldn't call it amazing. I mean, it's uh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't ride a motorcycle through Boston traffic like you do. So that's like, that's like the closest that I get to that experience without any actual danger involved. So. Okay, that's like the G-rated <laughs> version of riding a motorcycle. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, because nobody's swearing at you or yelling Yankees suck and, and as, as you're passing them at 90 miles an hour. Uh, you know what? I am not because I'm running for Congress here in Boston. Right. Oh, yeah. I disavow <laughs> anything I've ever said about the Yankees has been positive. I'm as big a Red Sox fan as you'll ever meet Steve Lupitz. Uh, ever. And there's no record of it on this show. No, okay? none. Or anywhere else. Okay? No record. No, absolutely no, record. no no audio evidence in our, our large no. back catalog no. of audio. No, no. I love the, no. I love wiped, the Red Sox. Wiped. I love the Red Sox. Uh, um, so we should start the show this week. Yes. Um, Micah, can I do this first topic? <laughs> we should, because yeah, it's we like, were not. Would, what was this? Okay. I was at, what, right. What was this? I was actually going to ask if you would. Yes. Uh, I would love if you could take it away. Because, okay, guys, look, part of the reason we moved from isometric to disruption is because we couldn't say anything positive about the video <laughs> game industry every week. And it sucked. It's like, oh, God, what dumb controversy are we going to have to talk about this week because no one else will cover it. Mm. So now we really find ourselves in the Donald Trump era where it's like every single week it's like, oh, we got to talk about this, but I don't want So does to. that mean we're, we're going back to video games? No, we should. It's much oh, less okay. depressing. <laughs> So I was sitting there, I was brainstorming oh. with my uh, staff, and I was brainstorming with Frank, and I think I've come up with a, a fun way to cover the new <laughs> two new Donald oh, Trump snap. disasters this week. Steve oh, Lubitz, boy. you and I are going to have a complaint off, okay? Oh, good. <laughs> so this is how it's going to work. <laughs> I finally found something in which I can beat you. Fantastic. Okay. I love this already. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Steve, I'm going to – Micah, can you, can you do this do for us, please? Can you, I want you to uh, start a timer. Okay. And, Steve – you have four minutes to make the most bitter, angry case you have about what Donald Trump did this oh week. Oh, my God. And then I will do the same on the other issue. And then Georgia and Micah will uh, decide who is more getting, bitter and I'm getting, angry. And I'm getting the uh, sound effect. This ready. is like our four Ooh. minutes hate. This is like straight out of 1984. This uh, is fantastic. I, this I, is our I, world now. I got now. nothing else to give you. I mean, I'm trying <laughs> to make it so it's not dark, okay? <laughs> this is – no, this is beautiful. Okay, so – okay. Um, let me. I think that there should be a little bit of prep time. We can cut this out if we need to. But uh, Steve, let me know when you're ready, and I will start the timer. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go. Go and ahead and go. There we are up to probably. I don't know what the number is, and the number will probably have changed by the time we re- release this. But we're somewhere between eighty and a hundred bomb threats of Jewish community centers. Over the last four weeks, and it has gotten very little attention up until this week, and it took a 
Jewish cemetery getting desecrated and gravestones getting knocked over to to finally get attention in the media. And and it's just I'm so incredibly frustrated and and scared because I don't know what's going to happen when I drop my kids off at Hebrew school on a Sunday or when we go to Friday night services or if we go to a, a function at the synagogue or anything else. It's just it's. It's terrifying in a way that I've never been terrified as a Jew in the last like 38 years of my life. And it's it's frustrating. It's been frustrating that up until this has been going on since the election and really since the beginning of January with the bomb threat started. And it, there's been very little discussion up until this week when there was actually like a picture that you could see. I, I mean, it should be said, too, that the Jewish community centers that are being targeted, the JCCs, are predominantly their main function during the day or preschools. So people are threatening to blow up between babies to five-year-olds. It's, if you go look at some of the pictures when these places are evacuated, they you see you see cribs because they had to roll all the cribs out of the JCC into the winter into the winter air to get everybody out in case there was something. It's it's disgusting and it's frustrating as anything that it seems like nothing's being done. And when they ask the president about it, he turns it all into himself and can't even like has to be told that he needs to say one sentence about it. It, it feels like up until re- very recently, there's been not a lot of support either. And and I've it's kind of been over the course of my life. I felt like when I've complained, when I've complain about anti-Semitism, it's always been kind of theoretical. And, and even when you do complain about anti-Semitism, because people think see me as white, it's not always take it, it feels like it's not always taken as seriously. But I, I just want you to know that Jews need your support right now as much as any other group. We haven't really up until now as much as we have. And it's it's just it's really scary out there right now. And Um, I'll put something in the show notes. There was a link uh, my synagogue sent out to there's a fund that's being uh, that's being established to uh, restore the Jewish cemetery in St. Louis, where Holocaust survivors are buried, by the way, Um, to to restore that to to, you know, undo the damage that was done. So I'll put that in the show notes. But I'm and, and I've been really vocal on Twitter. Sometimes I've not chosen my words as carefully as I'd as I'd like. Because I'm so angry and I'm so scared right now. I've as I've never been this scared as a Jew in my life. I've I was thinking back to um, something that I recorded with a friend of the show, Jeremy Yoder, like a year and a half ago, and we were talking about like just being a Jew in, in geekdom. And I at the time, like the only personal anti-Semitic act that I had remembered was when I was in fourth grade and somebody drew a swastika on the side of the synagogue where my where my uh, my school was, and that was it up until about six months ago. And I'm just I'm overwhelmed and I'm I really uh, it, I feel like like I've run over my time. But <laughs> that is but that does mark. The yeah. End of the time. Yeah. But, please, but I, uh, I'll just I'll just say, like, Jews need your support right now just as much as anybody else. And and don't brush these things off just because they they don't seem like they're serious enough because they could very well be become serious in a hurry. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to, like, feel 
jokey after that, and even a little bit. Um, uh, I, this has been, yeah. Best. I'm sorry. This has been bottled no, up no, for no, like. No, it's it's, it's you know. totally legit. All yeah. right, Micah, Go are ahead. you ready to start? I well, am ready to start. If by you the are. way, uh, before we do that, I just want to say, audience, hang on with the show. We've got happy topics <laughs> yes. after this is over. This is the lightest way we can cover this this week. Um, all right, so. Yeah, there there are a pair of apartment buildings here in Boston that uh, I drive past probably every other day. And uh, every time I drive past it, I can't help but look up at the rooftop because that's where my friend Evelyn uh, committed suicide here in Boston. Uh, Evelyn Mm -hmm. was utterly gorgeous. She was one of the smartest women I've ever known. And what happened is because she couldn't accept herself as a teenager – um, you know, she spun off and developed a lot of secondary psychological issues uh, from like hiding her identity from everyone. And it came to the point where she just took no joy in being alive and was very resistant to gang care and committed suicide. And one of the most promising women I've ever known in my entire life uh, froze to death on a roof and she was transgender. Oh. Um, you know, the stats are really, really stark for transgender children, you know, one in three are going to make a very serious suicide attempt. Uh, almost half of transgender children engage in very serious cutting and other kind of suicidal ideation behavior. Um, you know, the rates of homelessness for transgender children are, I do believe they're 42% that of what a cisgender person is. You know, this is a community that's barely holding itself together. And the thing is, if you spend a lot of time around the transgender community because they are so abused by society, you know, it it spins off into it, – it's so hard because it's like spin a roulette wheel about what else is going to happen when you force someone to not be themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Like are they going to develop alcoholism? Are they going to develop just – you know, complete suicidal ideation. Like this entire community, because of the way we treat them, is barely holding on, barely surviving, and we make them pay for their own health care. So when Donald Trump this week goes out of his way to rescind the protections for transgender children in this country, and Betsy DeVos has the unmitigated gall to go in front of CPAC and say it's a state's rights issue and Obama had overreached, I, I, it takes a special level of self-centered, black-hearted bastard to do that to children. You have to be evil to do that. And it just gets me so angry. You know, Paul Ryan wants to blather on this week about, oh, we got to bring personal responsibility to health care. And, you know, the thing with transgender kids, if they can't get a f- education, they can't get a job. They can't go to college. They're going to be spending those first few years of college, like, just trying to survive all the, like, crazy stuff that's been put in their head. So... You know, they don't get to go and have normal lives from there. And, you know, it just spins out of control from there. Where then they're trying to, like, scrape together money for surgery and then all this other stuff. Like, this is the community in America. We fail more than anyone else. And for Donald Trump, who is the most privileged piece of shit in the entire world, to, like, just so lazily just squash their rights and just 
tear a future out of the the arms of these children, it gets me so angry, guys. And mm-hmm. I am just so disappointed with Americans. I'm disappointed every time I read a comment section, you've got some cisgender person with some stupid opinion about bathrooms. I'm just sick of it. And I'm really upset. <laughs> so who won? <laughs> uh, uh, again, this is this is gonna have to be another one of those yeah. frozen no, situations. No, 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 Micah. Come oh, come on. on. Yeah, um, Georgia, Georgia, you have a cold heart. Who do you think? <laughs> sure, uh, Canadians won. Canadians yeah, won. I'd say so. Oh. And how are, how are, are we talking about? Um, are we talking about just sheer sheer uh, strength? Of will, because that will yeah. almost always go to Brianna Wu. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would defer to the to to the woman from Massachusetts on that one. But uh, I, I just, I, I can't imagine somebody like having to go all day without like eating or drinking because they don't want they they not they don't want they can't use the bathroom. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so cruel to pe- to people who are already suffering from so much as it is they're traumatized and, and traumatized, traumatized and yeah. just struggling to make it through the day and then to add like another layer of complexity about like a basic human function yeah. that it just i don't about because of some like you know phantom in in people's heads that they're worried about that doesn't actually happen and I just, you know, why you would punish all those people who, you know, don't have anyone to, they they don't have any power themselves. It's just, it's, I, 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 I'm ashamed to live in this country sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I, I wrote an article today um, for, for I'm more about this and there, some of the research uh, just to add some statistics. Um, according to the National Transgender Discrimination Survey, this is specifically for transgender students K through 12, 78%, 78% experienced harassment, 35% physically assaulted and 12% sexual violence. We're talking about the, I mean, the, these are gigantic numbers this this is no small ratio and to to do anything even the slightest thing but something as massive as this as uh making people feel like they can't just exist as human beings this gives permission to others to continue to do these things to to harass mm-hmm. to physically assault and to uh violate someone and at, at the highest level of of our country, we have a person who is saying that these people are other and it is okay to treat them as such. And yeah, I'm with Steve. I, I'm ashamed of the fact that there are so many people in the place that I live that feel that that is okay. And how can we talk about this being federal or state or anything like that when it's not about that, it's about humans. These are human rights. These are human mm-hmm. rights. It's, it's disgusting. It, it, makes me, it makes me sick. So, you know, Steve, I, I've, I've talked about this a bit in our private chat. Um, I, started, I started a book uh, when I was down in Florida uh, called The Plot Against America by Philip Roth. And it's, it's one of these novels that I'd heard of but I'd never read. 
And, you know, Steve, I, I mean, uh, I'll tell the audience. I told you this week not to read it because it's just that dark. It's uh, it's basically a, it's an alternate history on 1940s America. If uh, Charles Lindbergh, who I had no idea to the degree of which he was an anti-Semite, um, if he had basically won the presidency. And it's an alternate history where you see, like, this very concerted effort to destroy Jewish culture. And, you know, Steve, I'm going to be honest with you. As someone who I grew up in a really Christian household, there is a limited amount of information that I have about what your culture is like. Like, clearly it means a lot to you, Maureen. Like, you you talk very proudly about, you know, your, you know the Jewish centers and, like, you know, going to temple and the things you do with your daughter. And I kind of intellectually knew that that was a large part of you know who you are, right? But to read this book that is about like the systematic decision to erase it, and it really gets into like what I imagine you face every single Christmas when everyone around you is like celebrating something, and you feel like this social pressure to just give in and you know become like everyone else. Um, it's a it was a it's a difficult book to get through, but I can't help but like read this and think a the things they're doing is word for word what Donald Trump is doing in this country to the point I can't believe it's not written right now. But beyond that, um, it's really, it's, it's really a wake up call to me that I think like, especially 4chan culture, there's a sense that, you know, anti-Semitism is a punchline, like, right. <laughs> We're going to put Pepe the frog and put a Nazi, you know, uh, symbol on him. But like, this is, you're really seeing this like crossover into the real world. And when Jewish community centers are being targeted and graves of Holocaust victims are being desecrated, I mean, this is, I really feel like Trump should resign. Yeah. And I would really urge other people out there with a Christian background like me, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like it's almost more politically popular to stand up for transgender people these days. And that's great. But like, we're all in this together, like Muslims, mm-hmm. you know, Jewish people, um, you know, gay people, like uh, disabled people, people in the autism spectrum. Like that's what is really powerful to me about this novel is how universal it is to what we face. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to say like, I think it's important to stand with Jewish people now more than ever before. Yeah. And, and I mean, the thing is that because well, I'll use the word, even though it's probably not right to use it in this context, but I pass as white that it's mm-hmm. very tempting to just, give give up and just you know not make any waves like we don't for mm-hmm. for safety reasons we don't refer to it as hebrew school anymore out out of the house we refer to it as religious school or we call it, or we just call it school or sunday school we don't call it hebrew school anymore because we don't know who's around now and who's listening and who because of the election had feels like they have permission to do things to Jewish people that they wouldn't have felt like they had permission to do before November. Mm-hmm. Um, it's given power to. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's a decision that we make more for our safety than anything else. But it's, it's very, it's very easy to just kind of just say, you know, screw it. I, it's how important is this to me? And I'll just, you know, go with the flow. And that's, and that's how you destroy a culture without even having to do the things to us that they're doing to to Muslim people or to immigrants 
or to transgender people or any anyone else who the administration's managed to to paint, paint a bullseye on over the past month that they've it's only been a month the, a month that they've been in office and it's 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 really it's scary and it's yeah. it's scary for basically everybody who doesn't want to go along with what they what they're doing and it's i don't i don't know how we get out of it but he's not going to resign because he for whatever reason and yeah yeah well i'd say the numbers for 2018 look really positive if there was a thing talking about how democrats could completely take over Congress in uh, 2018. Like, this is even more, with all the gerrymandering? Yeah, even with all the gerrymandering. Like, that's how unpopular Trump is. Like, there's a huge thing it's, on it's TV. It's so today. scary, though, yeah. Brie, because yeah. of uh, like the way that the polls looked uh, for Hillary. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Nate Silver doesn't have the greatest reputation right now, but even so, I think you can kind of feel it too that there's a lot yeah. of people who who didn't really feel like their vote counted and are learning the hard way that no, it really does. Mm-hmm. And also people who are in in deep deep you know deep seated regret over having voted for um, the president that we have in power, uh, or the people that chose not to vote, or the people that chose to vote for um, you know a third a third party. party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I I would like to suggest we move on to some I, happier I agree. Topics. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah absolutely. So. The Nintendo Switch has hit um, all of the uh, different video game networks and outlets and has uh, gotten in the hands of some different reviewers. And yeah, there are some some interesting early thoughts, some talk about uh, syncing errors. Um, what I will say is that for I watched a video that our very own Simone de Rochefort put together uh, for Polygon, and this thing is a lot smaller than I mean I know I'd seen you know the the videos about it before, but for some reason it never quite clicked with me how small this thing is, uh, small and svelte, frankly. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, what everybody's thinking about the Nintendo Switch. I work here, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, you haven't talked enough today. Tell me what you think. <laughs> I uh, it's it's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Um, light. Yeah. It's light. Are you it's worried cute. about your pre-order, Georgia? Yeah, Am I worried about the pre-order yeah. of which I do not have? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Um, no, it looks it looks like it's gonna be fun and and nice. Uh, I'm I'm actually still not. I, I haven't changed my mind on it. I know. Don't even jump on me right now, guys. Mm, nah. <laughs> I, I, it looks like yeah. a cute puppy. <laughs> so, so I would say this. Um, Wait, why am I wrong, Bree? Tell me why am no, I wrong? No, no, no. I, 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 oh. I, I don't I, think you're wrong for launch. I, I no. don't think you're wrong. Um, yeah. I would say this. I like Chelsea Stark. She was in the video that uh, Simone did. And, you know, I, I know Chelsea. Like, she's not a very, you know, she's more Georgia Dow size than Brianna size. Like, she'd probably drive a Hummer <laughs> H3. <laughs> Um, so or two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two. So when she's holding the controller in her hand, it looks so tiny that I'm going, "How is she gonna do the what? That doesn't look good." <laughs> I, 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 you know, like go from a PS4 controller to a PS3 controller. Like just go back and see how clunky and terrible yeah. it feels. 
you know, Sony and Microsoft have really put their whole game into making the controller better. And, you know, to sit there and see the switch and see all the discomfort they have and like moving their fingers around to, to touch things and like difficulty pushing all the buttons. This is the main way you're supposed to play it. And it's like, and like the best thing I have to say about it is, uh, it's, it's totally serviceable. <laughs> like that, yeah. that, like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to buy one. I'll probably buy two just because Georgia Dow <laughs> won't be two. buying one. Yeah. Right, and I right, need to, right. I need to make sure numbers. Miyamoto can eat. Um, <laughs> but, right, right. He needs to buy some shoes. He needs yeah. some shoes, yeah. Um, but I, it, it did concern me. It looks... Yeah. It did it looks... concern you that they're not... And am I the only one that's really bothered by the fact that they are not asymmetrical one to the other? Am I the only one that that is like a huge... Like, what? What? Like, who gets the bum controller? Like, I know Steve would get the bum controller... Yeah, like I don't think I I would imagine that's like a that's like the 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 trademark Nintendo gimmick that you know that they're off. One of them is like kind of like the meh yeah. I don't I, I I can't imagine many games are really going to have people playing with those like as a single controller with like just a thumbstick and four buttons because it looks incredibly uncomfortable. Like even more so than trying to use the thing on the dock. I, I would imagine that at, at best you're going to be using them like more like on that that weird dock thing. But then, but then, isn't it just a glorified Game Boy? Yeah, that's what it is. That's basically what it is. It's a you're game, a glorified it, Game Boy. <laughs> oh, 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 sick, oh. Micah. <laughs> Micah, come wow. on. Sorry, sorry, I didn't go to church Jeez, this come week. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Micah, I think oh. you're going to have to say four Hail Marios and... Uh, and... <laughs> oh. That's oh, potentially man, your that best joke yet, Stephen. So, no, I, I think you Steven. guys are forgetting something that's really key here, though. Like, the key to the Joy-Con controllers isn't just the button placement or the position, the, the, the waggle things. Like, this is technology <laughs> that's made for... Uh, cow milking games. Like it's got cow milking game <laughs> there, technology. There is, yes, you're right. It figures out as you're jerking the udders in air, and Ooh. then I can play a game of Micah where we're jerking the cow so udders. Yes, and trying together. To get the milk you cannot to come say out. that. That sounds so wrong. No, no, no. Uh, you know what? It's the it's Nintendo's all fault for making that game in the first place. Together right. we jerk the cow udders. No, cow. you can't. No, this is now. This is like now, like a, a an eighteen and over show. Utterly jerked. Oh, oh god, that was yeah. utterly uh, wrong. No, I, but Mike and I need to play that game, so yes. the Joy Cons will be fine for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. Um, so I guess I I <laughs> oh my. Uh, I actually though, whenever it comes to those kinds of games, and I had talked about this before, the cow silly one, stuff. Where Are the you joy- talking about the cow one? Yeah, yeah, the, the cow okay, one, and okay, also okay, some okay. like demonstration they gave with marbles in a box. The thing about the, the little Joy-Con controllers is they have like uh, I don't know 6D or some other marketing name. 6D HD, haptics. HD, HD Rumble is the term that you're looking that for. Sounds, HD Rumble, that sounds great. Which is I like, will give you the the haptic sound, like you yeah. know the one ice cube, two ice cube, yeah, three that. ice cube, go, mahaha, five ice cubes. Um, <laughs> yeah, great, but like really, like. Is it is will the utter feel like an utter? Like, because if not, like, what, like, eh, like, does the utter ever sorry. feel like an utter, Georgia? I have actually milked a cow, so I have two. I have two. I went on a field trip in like third grade. I milked a goat, but not a cow. 
What if he, you don't count? Doesn't what if, count. What if he got a banana and you chopped off the banana and just stuck your Joy-Con inside the banana? And <laughs> okay, then this is getting so <laughs> I don't know where, I like where this is going. It saying. sounds like, 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 saying, like when I played Space Quest Four when I was too young to understand the jokes. No, I'm just saying, Georgia, that would make it feel more like the real experience of milking a cow. Is this um, a euphemism now? I, no, I don't know. I don't I know anymore. I, I know. I, I'm not trying to be weird here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not trying. trying to be weird here. You say after you talk about sticking the controller in a banana. I'm just saying a banana is about the right now, texture. Now, do you first stick yeah. like a plastic wrap or something? Oh over my the gosh! Can we talk about the switch? All right, all right. Let's so, talk about the switch. I, I, I think that Sorry. there was there were a lot of. Articles that came out this today as we're recording this with a lot of like pre-release impressions and, and the, the general gist of it was that nobody really knows because like the software is not completely baked yet. Like there's no online functionality. There's no there's no eShop yet. There's not there's really nothing you can do except play Zelda and put the controllers on and off the thing. And I, I don't know that that's really a huge big deal because, I mean, they're going to put out a day one update and presumably some of those things like the the, the sinking of the left Joy-Con that's flaky will probably – I would imagine that's something that's going to get fixed. Um, I, I don't know how much stock really to put in any of those other than the fact that Nintendo seems to be working on this up until the last minute, which isn't really surprising given how little information we have about it. Um, the only thing that I'm really – disappointed in is that they they talked about how the eShop is going to work and it's going to be tied to an account not to the hardware hallelujah but the account is still going to be tied to the hardware which means that if one is to buy more than one of these which is likely in my future at some point that you can't do like what you do on iOS which is that you buy the game once and then you can download them to multiple devices at the same time which means that if my kids want to play Mario Kart together, Mario Kart, sorry, if my kids want to play Mario Kart together. Thank you for assimilating. Steve. I, I, I am, I am passing as pronouncing, pronouncing correctly. Um, but if they want to play Mario Kart together and there's not good, like, you know, multi, uh, multi system play, then that's going to be a problem. Or even if they want to share like fantasy life Two or whatever it happens to be between their, their systems, we have to buy a separate one for each. If we buy them digitally or we go physical again and then end up losing the cartridges, which I was hoping to not have to worry about in the year of our Lord 2017. But, you know, I mean, I think it'll probably be fine. I think that if you're pre-ordering this, and you've probably been through a Nintendo launch before, and this is not new. <laughs> like, Wii U, like, had horrible load times, and the system software was really sluggish. Like, the 3DS didn't even have an eShop at launch. So uh, this is why I didn't pre-order it. I figured I'd let them work the bugs out. And I think if you're pre-ordering it, you're pretty much expecting that you're going to have a bumpy ride to start with to begin with anyway. I just want milk cows. <laughs> All I want to do is milk cows and be happy. Uh, I I get where you're coming from. I do how think fat, it's how long do you think that's funny? That's gonna be fun for. I'm just asking about Mike about 35 seconds. Uh, no, I would get tired of it. Well, after I think a while. when you get bored of it, then you do it with you have like two joy cons in the each hand. 
No, you have one in each hand, and then the other person is milking two cows, one in each hand. And you just up and up, up from there, you know? And then you, you have like a milk off. Right. You keep right. increasing you just, the cows. Right. Then you tape a Joy-Con to your foot. Yeah. And then you're, <laughs> Whoa, you're milking a you cow. You lost me at feet. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. You know, Micah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Micah. Sorry, Can Micah. we tape it to uh, somewhere else? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking. Forehead. Is there like an, is there like a new game plus mode where you end up churning butter? Because you know that might extend the life <gasps> of it a little bit. That'd this is where amazing. Georgia says you could just churn butter in real life, which is true and fair, or in virtual reality. You know. Or in VR. Well, okay, so here's my thing. How come Nintendo is sending out these devices to a bunch of different outlets despite the fact that nothing is ready? Uh, Like the Polygon article talks about how pretty much everything that matters is going to be ready on the day one patch whenever it's going to be out for everybody else anyway. So... Why even send like review devices if the thing doesn't have the th- the stuff that makes it actually good? Which I realize that sentence was terrible just now, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I, I mean, I guess I can answer that question with a question, which is why do Apple reporters report on beta versions of iOS? You know, I don't, I, oh, I don't think it's, I don't think oh, it's all served, that different. Served, Micah. You know, I mean, I think that it's they have to get them out to the to the to the reporters because they need to report on something. It's like two weeks out from launch, and and you know, I think they can they communicated pretty clearly that it's not done, or the the reporters at least understood that, especially the fact that there is going to be a day one patch. Like, it's kind of scary that it's not that it's not as baked as it would like, but it doesn't sound like it's like even necessarily like in that bad of a shape aside from the lack of eShop. It's just that they have some bugs to work out that they already are working on patching. So that's not really, uh, that's not what I got from the Polygon article. Uh, Cause it sounds like the only thing is like being able to play breath of the wild game yeah. and take the, the dock in and out of the, you know, or take the thing out of in and out of the dock is what <laughs> they said that they could do with it, but everything else they can't really play around with. So I, but I do want to hit you back on that uh, question that you asked. And that's to say that I think there's a difference between giving someone a product that again, only can do these two things versus having beta software that has everything uh, ready and enabled in it where uh, like that, I think that's the difference there is that usually whenever I get beta software on my device, the features are there and they're ready to be tested and I'm ready to talk about them versus uh, here where it seems like, according to this one article at least, uh, everything else is uh, not ready, including online play and including all the other jazz. So, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I mean, let's be real. People who are pre-ordering this are probably going to be spending the first month of it playing Zelda and nothing else anyway. For the most Fair. part. Yeah, because there's Fair. no choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the only game it's out for it, so it doesn't really matter what else it could do. That's all that it's going to do yeah. is play Zelda for the first month. Yeah. Before we close out, I have a fun fact to tell everyone on the Disruption Podcast, and that is this week we discovered that Simone de Rochefort uh, is an anagram for nerdy, nerdiest homo force. <laughs> What? That's That's incredible. That's a true fact. That's amazing. That is a true fact. So just to say this again, an anagram for Simone de Rochefort is nerdiest homo force. (laughs) So what we found is if I ask people to tweet at Simone with uh, nerdiest homo force, Twitter won't show it to her with the quality filter (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) So this is why I want everyone listening to Disruption to do, including you, Micah, and you, Georgia, and you, Steve, (laughs) I want you to tweet Simone, 
The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> she That'll will actually know get what you mean. She'll know what you mean. Oh, can, that's fantastic. Can, can, I, can I also add one piece of like real old school isometric follow up that I learned today? If it's from super the, quick, if it's please. super quick. Yeah. yeah, it is super quick. So they're releasing a new version, like the updated version of Shovel Knight for the Switch, um, Switch launch. And it is going to finally include the uh, the gender option. So you're actually yeah! finally it only took wow. it only we finally Gender did it everyone it only took us what it only later. took 3 Jeez. years but it's finally going to have Love the it. option 3 years oh, later so God. we thank can you. finally stop complaining about that I, I figured that was very important for all of our that's, that's, all of our all of our devoted listeners from the beginning who can remember us complaining about that from like the very first episode our your your that's long amazing. national nightmares at an end so but Micah, I was thinking about seeing some younger, sexier planets. Yeah, you um, were. Uh, yeah, so this is super cool. Uh, NASA knew that we were all ready to up and leave the Earth, so they went ahead and dropped some knowledge. Um, it turns out that there are seven seven Earth-sized planets that surround a star that is only, what was it, 40? Yeah, 40 light years from Earth. So it's in the constellation Aquarius, and there are uh, seven planets, three of which could actually be in the habitable zone, uh, which is the area that kind of surrounds... It's like Earth is in the habitable zone around our sun. It's the area... Which is why we're here. Yes, which is why we're alive. It's it's, (laughs) it's where you can stay and survive. The the temperatures are just right uh, for the planet. And what I found interesting... Uh, particularly about this is that the star um, is called an ultra cool dwarf star. So obviously we all should be there. Um, and what that means is that the planet, I mean, sorry, the star is, is kind of, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit colder than our uh, sun. And so planets can actually be closer to it without getting boiled alive. Um, and it turns out that all of the planets that NASA has discovered are actually closer to the star than even Mercury is to our sun. So basically, if you looked at where Mercury is in relation to our sun, that space in between, that is where the planets that they found exist in uh, this other solar system. So they're exoplanets, which means that they don't exist in our own solar system. And the first three could potentially support life um, and probably have water on them. What they know right now is that they are rocky planets based on their density um, and mass, and they are trying to learn more just as quickly as possible because it is still a huge target for NASA and, or goal rather, for NASA and other scientists to determine if there is life on other planets and to see if they're doing a better job than we are. Uh, but, but I do want to, I want to quickly, before we break into discussion, I just want to throw out this really quick thing. Um, Anybody who does VR stuff, uh, you should totally check out. They have a um, a VR video. It's it's rendered in in VR that you can go and walk around an artist's rendering of one of these uh, planets. So we'll include a show note. Um, I pulled out my old Google Cardboard and the Huawei Mate 9 phone that I have and strapped that thing to my face and walked around this planet and it was really fun. So yeah, let's, are are we moving? Can I, can I get a ride? Anybody know? (laughs) well unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately it is too far away for any of us to ever get there 
Mass Effect. We're going, we're going to the stars, Georgia. We're going. We're going. I could get yeah. to milk a cow with an Asari <laughs> and a Krogan. It's going to be amazing. Oh. oh, wait. You've never played Mass Effect, you fool. You've never played it. Oh, I can't oh, believe you, Georgia Dow. You found a way to betray oh, us again. Help me right on the show again. You can even play that on oh. Windows. You don't even need a console for that. I, I've, I haven't really wanted yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Though I just watched Serious my husband question. play Portal 2. Um, uh, my, my question for all of you, and we can go around in the circle, we can do whatever. I am genuinely curious if you had the opportunity, um, and I'm not even trying to relate this to things that are happening on Earth, just even like cast all that aside. If you had the opportunity to explore another planet, to go to another planet, knowing that you couldn't return and you're allowed to take whoever you want with you. Would you go to that? Would you go to the planet? Like, would you leave Earth to go to Mars or any of these exoplanets if we could? And you are not allowed to return. But again, you can take whomever you uh, choose with you. Is that something that you would do? One of the things, Mike, if you look at the history of uh, colonialization is, you know, like societies like we have right now, they, you know, we have laws, we have systems, we have all these things that, that work for us. But, you know, when you have the era of like going to new places and colonializing, um, you need people that are unafraid to break rules, people that are unafraid to really be bold <laughs> and set. Yeah, you know, like this is where I feel like I'd be awesome at this, right? Like going uh-huh. out there, we got to make the oxygen work. We got to make this happen. We got to make this planet inhabitable. We've got to like fend off those monster space slugs. I would be awesome <laughs> at that. So, yeah, you better yeah. believe I would. <laughs> Also, the monster cows with the giant udders. The monster cows? What about Clendathu? I'm really worried about Clendathu. So, yeah, I, I, I could be elected to Congress, and then if this came along, I'd be like, oops, sorry, 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 guys. I would not blame you one slight bit. That, that, go yes. on a rocket ship. Yeah. Dow, what about you? Um, I if before kids, yeah, before kids, I would definitely go up and and it, just because that would be just so cool. Um, after kids, no, I wouldn't. It, just because I know how dangerous and how difficult it is to even exist on our planet, which mm. we know is very habitable uh, to us. Um, so then I wouldn't, and just the amount of time that it would take to get there. You know, we make such stupid mistakes on things sometimes, so I think that the danger would not be worth uh, the discovery to that. So I'll shoot some footage for you and send it back so you can see it in VR. Uh, Steve, Steve, what about you? You can take your family with you. Well, no, right. Well, so we've talked about my weird phobia of asphyxiating in space. Like I would not do well on on a space shuttle. Like, I don't know why I have this phobia. Like, I don't know. It's, it would never happen. But I just. That is a very rare one, it's by the re- way. Yeah. Since I just deal with phobias all the time. You are the first person that has told me that they have um, this uh, space asphyxiation. Well, it doesn't. Phobia. It doesn't really come up very often. It's not like affecting <laughs> my day to day life. But it's. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's weird. Like, I saw the like the. Like the the promos for Gravity like gave me like legit like they yeah, they was thinking about. yeah they like legit like bothered me and so and and I know that my penchant for dad jokes would get me kicked out the airlock 
like right oh. away. So because oh, it's because what's bad is that I almost if I thought Maureen was following this, she doesn't usually care about this kind of thing. I very nearly texted her when I saw this and said, "Hey, baby, are you Trappist one? Because you're an ultra cool star." At which point she oh, probably was going to. At which point she probably would divorce me. <laughs> so. Oh my lord! Uh, hey, see, see, I, this awesome. is this is your problem, Steve. Yeah, in Georgia. <laughs> You guys think too much. Yeah. Like you think oh, through I the sure consequences. Do. You think through the consequences of things <laughs> yeah. before you do it. It's like for me, I'm like, run for Congress. Yeah, let's do it. Stand up to Cambergate. Yeah. Buy a motorcycle, drive 100 miles an hour down the highway. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this yeah, is the but, thing because yeah. in my line of work in IT, if I don't think through the consequences of everything I do before I do it, then I have to spend six more hours in meetings. And nobody wants that. So, you know, you, you learn after a while. I, I don't learn. <laughs> I, I hate meetings more than I more than I like uh, you know, just storming ahead uh, fires blazing behind me. So I'm usually I'm usually the type to kind of think about uh, my my decisions and and you know weigh the pros and cons. But when it comes to space travel, I, like all that flies out the window. I would just I'd be I yeah I'd just do it. I would love 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 to go to another planet. Ah, uh, if if the Mars thing ever truly happens in my lifetime, I'm gonna it's gonna take some serious convincing with uh, Shane. But I'm <laughs> I would do whatever I could to convince him that we need to go to Mars so he could I don't know cater there uh there is something to consider that you haven't thought about which is that it's very it's much more difficult to eat pizza in the shower in space with low gravity <laughs> no don't bring that up <laughs> don't talk about my shower eating habits wait, here, Steve. wait no stop. this is a safe place no it's fair game no wait wait you are no i'm not talking about it no i'm not talking about it steve Okay, here's what it is. <laughs> I eat food in the shower. I what? eat. I like <laughs> to eat food in the shower. I will eat pizza in the shower. I've eaten spaghetti in the shower. I like to have okay, popsicles wait. in the shower. My favorite thing to have is peppermint tea in the shower. I just I like. I can eating see peppermint tea. I can see drinking something. That's one. Okay, that's different. Stop. Stop. Bree. Bree. No. Bree. No, go. No, Bree. No, go. No. Go. I, I am disgusted. <laughs> I, I, we talk a lot of stuff on this show. Some of it's weird. Some of it's freaky. I've never talked about anything this freaky. I'm very uncomfortable. cows in digital space. Bananas, yeah. And Georgia said something about Saran Wrap. That wasn't nearly as weird as this. <laughs> My God. show has gotten. This is, show has gone uh, off the rails. Okay, okay Steve. Steve, I your think, turn. I think, we should, I think we should it, probably answer some questions yes. from the... Uh, Steve has said enough yeah, why, about my Micah, shower why? eating habits. Why, Micah? Because, um, okay, you want to know why? Okay, so you know how you're in the you're in the car and you're thinking <laughs> and you're able to think about... Well, at least for me, the two places where I think and feel the best just in general, I'm just like a happy, happiest of persons and like the future is clear and bright and I can uh, think all of my future into existence <laughs> is when I'm driving and when I'm in the shower. I love being in the shower. I love the hot water. I love the steam. I just feel so good and happy. And so I figure, where is a better place to enjoy a meal than when I am happiest surrounded by steaming hot water beating against my back? 
the shower is just a very peaceful and, I don't know, zen place for me. And I like to eat in the shower while – and it's because someone asked me even like, is this about, you know, where, or do you just not have enough time in the day where you find yourself <laughs> showering and eating? It's like, no, I purposely make a plan to go into the shower with food and eat it because it just is nice. And, yeah, so I'm very strange. But you know what? I'm doggone proud of the fact that I'm a shower eater because there are very few of us in the world I've found out as accidentally by revealing this and no one is standing up for me. So it's fine. Uh, yeah. As an, as an engineer, I appreciate efficiency. <laughs> so I, I would say this, like, I like that, uh, yeah, you're eating pizza and like you're thirsty. You just open your mouth yeah. and drink some shower water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. I've got tomato sauce all over my face. Yeah. Shower. Right. Just cleaned up. Need right yeah. Can shower. I mean, you know, if you're, you're going to drip reason. spaghetti sauce all over yourself anyway, Doing you may as well. Yeah. 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 Do the dishes? Yeah. Do the dishes right there in the that shower. I don't think that Micah likes showers. I think that Micah just doesn't like napkins. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely that. Uh. <laughs> so so moving moving right along, uh, let's thank get you, to those Steve, questions. Thank you, Steve, for adding that, by the way. I have yeah. to say thank you to Steve. I, I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we were all appraised of current events. That's all I was no, that's George, awesome. are you able to help people in general? Just people with problems? I don't need help with this. No, I'm just saying in general. In general, if someone had a really weird problem, would you be able to help them with that, Georgia? I I I actually could. Okay. I, but there's there there might be problems that may be outside of even my scope of experience. Okay. <laughs> Only if they want it though, right? We're, Only right. if they want that the is help. True. That that's is true. true. Uh, we we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a group therapy session with, between me asphyxiating in space and Micah eating pizza in the shower. I swear to God, if if I if I wake up to uh, all of you just like standing and saying we need to talk about this, I I, I I'm done. I'm going to the exoplanet. I, I've already, I've already had to send you the How I Met Your Mother intervention gift once this week. So, <laughs> okay, let's move on to the let's move on. So, please. so Charles has decided to um, give us a mini game, and he has Ooh. he has two questions. One is for Georgia, and one is for Micah. Oh, God. So <laughs> mostly, so and he only sent the oh. one for Micah so that Georgia wouldn't feel singled out. <laughs> you know, every time, every single time. That I tweet like after like like yes. normal bedtime, he catches me every mm-hmm. single time. Charles is like, yeah. "Oh, Georgia, you know, <laughs> shouldn't she be in, in bed morning. every single time?" So now I have like like a tweet aversion where I'm like, I really want to tweet something, and I'm like, it's way past my bedtime. I don't want Charles to know, and then I have to <laughs> wait till the next day and hope I remember." Georgia, oh, he no. is Charles is like your Jiminy Cricket is really what he is. Mm-hmm. He's your Jimmy oh, yeah, Cricket. He keeps me honest. Yeah. He keeps me honest. Uh, okay, so Charles says, for some levity, here's a question for Georgia. Which of your disruption co-hosts said this statement in a non-sarcastic context in a recent podcast? Qu- quote, wireless charging is fake news, quote. Oh, he asked this question on Twitter, and I wasn't great then. Okay, fine. So this is my thought to it. I don't think it's Micah. I don't think it's Micah. Just, just Micah, I don't see you saying that because I just don't see you saying that. Okay? That's fine. Okay. Okay. okay so then it leaves me between um, Steve and Bree. Bree, I can tell, say that she would say that to, like, anything. Anything, you would be, like, harsh <laughs> out. It's fake news. 
you would just say it. You would have no feelings about. It. But I know that Steve could be with, especially with charging and things. He has very a lot of passion too, and I can see him saying, "It's never going to happen. You're not getting it. Don't even want." So I am so very torn. So I'm going to say, because I think that it's so obvious that it would be Bree, that it must be Steve. Okay, well, he sent us an attached audio file for the answer. Oh, so. my God. So, he is so oh, good. Is so so good. hopefully this will play through. So let's see. First of all, let's get something clear. Wireless charging is fake <gasps> news. Wireless charging oh, is a no, lie. No, 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 no. I, I, I love you, Charles, for Damn. actually going and, like, clipping. This is – that's fantastic. So it takes – yeah, you, you really put, put in the work. So uh, yeah. let me tell – let me get to – Georgia, you do know me. And in any other <laughs> – in any other place, I wouldn't say that. But that was on Clockwise. And here's the thing about Clockwise. Every time I go on Clockwise, my goal is to get the title of the episode. Uh, so uh, as Jason is editing, he picks out a title that comes from the episode, and usually it's a bizarre or silly thing that happens. And I have had this streak accidentally for like three of the episodes I've been on. So once I realized that that was happening, it's like, I have to keep my streak. And so (laughs) I will occasionally say bizarre things throughout the show in the hopes that I can get uh, another title for for that episode. So yes, Georgia, you do know me, but uh, I had to. (laughs) I did it for the titles. Now, Now, wait, wait. Did you get the title? I don't remember, uh, oh, but I'm going to gonna find that out. Well, the title, he, sent the the, he sent the clip from the episode, and the episode is titled Cool But Also Creepy, so it looks like you failed in that regard this I time. I did get it, oh. but that was also my line. Oh, so, well, okay. Yeah. So so it's like buying 20 lottery tickets or, or 100 exactly. lottery tickets to try to win Powerball. I see Fair. how it is. Okay. Yes. So now there's a follow-up question for Micah so Georgia doesn't feel singled out. Which of your disruption co-hosts has fights with their spouse because their spouse switches from their Wi-Fi to their mobile LTE and forgets to switch back? Oh, man. See, if this was like any other kind of fight, if this was gets in a fight over a video game, gets in a fight <laughs> over Nerf, gets in a fight over the pillow being in the wrong place on the bed, gets in a fight over insert anything here, I'd be like, it's Brianna Wu! <laughs> but when we're talking about LTE and Wi-Fi... Um, I don't really, I don't know if I see, no, but mm, I don't really see, uh, your husband, Georgia, like taking your phone and switching off Wi-Fi. I see you taking people's phones and switching off devices or switching off I just see Georgia Wi-Fi. grabbing people's phones just randomly out of their hands yeah. and doing random I mean, things to them. That's what she does, right? <laughs> and then with, with Steve, I, I don't know. I don't, oh man, could you, could you repeat the question, please? Okay. Which disruption co-host <laughs> has fights with their spouse because their spouse switches from their, their Wi-Fi to their uh-huh. mobile LTE and forgets to switch back? Oh my Lord, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with Brianna Wu anyway. Okay. Well, he has also sent an audio file for evidence, so we will we'll, we'll play we'll play this. I'm on a sixty gig a month data plan. Is my husband because he will switch off his Wi-Fi when it's slow in places. Yes. He'll switch over to LTE and then he'll he never it. switch it back on. Never switch it. And I had so many fights in my marriage about this. Where I'm like, why'd you go over our data cap? Oh my God, you've left Wi-Fi off your phone all month. Why are you doing yep. this? It just got to the point where it's like, it's not worth $100 for me 
a month to just not have this fight with my cousins. I want to know if I'm the only one that has that. Uh, uh, well, I got it right at least. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a lot of fights with him about that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fights. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm the one causing those fights in my marriage because I don't use I don't use the Wi-Fi at the office, and that becomes a problem when I uh, when when I'm use, when I'm listening to music or uh, have a have a Twitch stream going in the background while I'm working. But now we're now we're on the the XXL Super Jumbo plan, so it's not an issue anymore. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so Last. we have we have one more question for all of us this time. And and Brie, I'll let you go first since uh, you didn't have a question from Charles because Charles doesn't. Charles, I'll see you we in know, an we... alley. I'll see you in a dark alley with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> you give me questions. Be careful; yeah. she might be bringing yeah. the switch controllers. So, yeah. um, so Slingertail has a question uh, for us in these po- politically difficult times. Here is a very important question: If all of you could recommend only one, and Brie, I said one. He actually says that in the question. Music album, what would it be? Danny Minogue, Neon Nights. This is so good. This is so good. It's got uh, Come and Get It, which is one of the best songs ever made. It's got It Won't Work Out. It's got, oh, oh God, I just, I want to leave this podcast and listen to this album right now. Uh, so Danny okay. Minogue, if you don't know, she's Kylie Minogue's sister with much more talent. <laughs> so, yeah, she's awesome. I like her. Oh, I remember Kylie Minogue from what, like 15 years ago when she had that one song. Everybody knows her from Locomotion. But no, like, no, she had the other song still, like in 2002, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, just like try to be hipster or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I, it's, it's a little, um, it's a little, Wow, what am I trying to say? It's a little recent, but uh, honestly, this album has blown other artists out of the way for me, where normally I probably would have chosen like a Postal Service album or, uh, I don't know, The Black Keys or something like that, or Alt-J. I have, have, have to go with Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, I have listened to that album so many times, as well as watching the video uh, so many times, as well as setting up home kit automations in my home that turn all of the lights in my house yellow before I start to watch the video so that I'm like in the perfect lemonade mood. Um, that music video or music movie rather, um, combined with that album is not only a piece of absolute art and so many different genres combined to create that album. But um, as Adele said in uh, the Grammys speech where she won instead of Beyonce, um, it's honestly one of the most empowering pieces of art for people of color. And it takes it takes things and it it, it just it lays everything bare and I I just absolutely adore that album and if anyone hasn't listened to it uh, I really do recommend it uh, it's it's not you know all pop it's not all hip hop it's oh, there's the most amazing country song that I've ever heard on the album um, I I just adore it uh, and of course I I adore Beyonce but uh, Lemonade has to take the cake for me okay Georgia what about you. Justin Bieber. Right. <laughs> no, no, neither. Um, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. It has I to be just one. Um, CNC Music Factory. Okay. 
No, um, I think that uh, I would go with um, Nirvana. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. That's legit. That's legit. Georgia Dow. Any reason, or just because that's the first album that came to your mind? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought like Michael Jackson's Thriller I would love to listen to that but what would I be able to listen to a lot of and I think that even that would be too much and I think that Nirvana I like it's something that has many different types of songs so depending on your mood there's probably something that's there for you and um it just seems very timeless so you're not really going to kind of get sick as time kind of goes on so I don't know it seemed fitting you don't think uh, Insecticide is a superior album? Because I think that is better in a lot of ways. The sequel to Nevermind, like the one that came after it. Oh, the one with the heart-shaped box on it? I forget what the name yeah. of it is. Yeah, yeah it has Mexican uh, seafood. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I I don't know. I don't know. If if I guess it depends on what type of music you'd want to listen to for a really long time. What about the uh, the Nirvana live album? Uh, you, do you guys? Oh, the the, uh, like, the MTV Unplugged. Yeah, Unplugged that yeah. live album. Like that's got the the David Bowie uh, song on that. Like even my cold hard EDM <laughs> loving heart is moved by that album. Um, uh. Yeah. Yeah, that might be that might be an yeah that might be a nice mix too. I, I guess they could be a toss up. We could battle it out. Okay, okay, <laughs> we could okay. battle it out. Yeah, Steve. All right, so mine is probably maybe a little bit stereotypical, but it, it's a an album that's meant a lot to me at different times in my life, which is Radiohead's OK Computer, which is. Um, I remember like finding it. Like, it came out like my freshman year of college when I was in a you know kind of a a year where a lot of stuff was changing and kind of a turning point in my life. And it's meant different things to me over my life. Like I've listened to it and I'll listen, come back and not listen to it for a while. And then I'll listen to it again and it will, I'll find different things out of it. Like it was one, it was some, one of the few albums that I listened to over and over again, right after I got diagnosed with ADD and it, there were a lot of things like, like lucky and the tourists that, really spoke to me in different ways and it's just one of those albums that i i can always go back to and i'll never get sick of any of it which is kind of rare like sometimes i'll i'll listen to an album and just not be able to listen to it anymore and i can put on okay computer anytime and it's just it's it's i think it's one of the best rock albums ever made so that that is that is my answer all right uh So oh, no, I, was, I was I was totally going to start saying the outro to the beat of uh, that music. Yeah, um, yeah, the head was bobbing and everything. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for all of your questions today, uh, Charles. Of course, special shout out for including audio clips because you're a boss. Um, if you would like to get in touch to leave questions of your very own, uh, we encourage you to do that, and you can do that by calling five zero eight four one eight three five three two, or you can tweet us at underscore disruption fm 
DM with the hashtag DisruptMe, or go ahead and send us a direct message if you'd rather keep things private. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we default to anonymous. Go ahead and review the show on iTunes. I apologize. I was supposed to have some reviews for you today, uh, but we are running a little bit long, so I'm going to use that as an excuse. I am going to go see who has reviewed the show, because certainly by now you would have uh, or after else. Bree's encouragement. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for the show notes, you can find them at relay.fm slash disruption for links to all of the stuff we talked about today. If you're looking for me online for some reason, you can find me at www.chihuahua.coffee or on Twitter at Micah Sargent. Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Well, you can find me over at multiball.net, which is my blog that I actually posted to this week for the first time in a long time. So you can go read me complaining about Apple Music and uh, machine learning algorithms and how they let me down. So that's that was a and and get another good album recommendation. I won't tell you which one though. You have to go read it. And you can also find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. All right, and Bree, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Okay, Georgia, tell me honestly. The whole time we've been recording the show this week, you've been thinking. That woman belongs to be in Congress, right? That's what she, that's what she's been thinking. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Especially after the banana comment, that was it. That's, I was like, you know what? That's, that's someone it. I can vote for. That's that's, that's she integrity. likes fruit. That's integrity. Um, well, that's good uh, because we are currently in the midst of expanding our campaign. Seriously, guys, like I am maxed out as far as the amount of media and emails and things like that I can answer to. And the big difference between me and Stephen Lynch is I don't have a, you know, like an entire staff of people to, you know, uh, keep up my public presence. So um, we badly need to add staff for my campaign. So if you will donate to us, we would very, very strongly appreciate that. Like we've talked about serious things on this show today. And Steve, I got to tell you, like, uh, you know, I'm representing the people of Massachusetts. We are going to take these kind of hate crimes against Jewish people very seriously. Uh, you know, we're going to really protect transgender kids. And I mean, people that have listened to the show for a while know how serious I am about this. So yeah. uh, if you want to support us, go to Brianna, supportbrianna.com. Uh, that's that's supportbrianna.com? Supportbrianna.com. Awesome. All right. And the, 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 sorry. Georgia, do Georgia, it. Georgia, the queen Georgia. of the dash and the underscore Georgia Dow. If people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Dealing with anxiety, depression, uh, boundaries, consequences, issues, sleep. Uh, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. And of course, I'm on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. Can I ask something? What, is, what do you mean whenever you say boundaries? So um, a big issue with relationships, um, with home, families, work, is that uh, a lot of people that are strong caretakers, that care for people and don't want to be not liked, will not set, you know, well, I, this is something that I would not feel comfortable about and then actually say that, you know, if you do this again, then something else is going to happen. They always just say yes all the time. And so we have... Um, uh, a full session on, you know, how do you set proper boundaries in relationships that are around you and then consequences for if those boundaries are not um, properly met. All right, anxiety-videos.com. Um, all that's left is for Steve <laughs> to say that thing that he says every week. So, Steve, take it away. Go. We're done. Go. Go find something else to listen to. Why are you still here? Go. Bye.